This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. So the topic for my discussion for today, and it's probably going to take me at least two services to really complete this thought. The topic for my discussion for today is now I see. Now I see. Oh, glory to God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't hardly hold my meal. Let me lay down a little bit of foundation, and then I'm going to walk in. And Betsy kind of did some of my, my leg work for me today, so she did part of my job. So that gave me a little bit. I can cut a few minutes off the clock. According to Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 8 in the King James Version, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Perish has reference to cease, succumb, or crumble. When you do not have a vision where there is no vision, when you can't see nothing, then you succumb to what's around you. You succumb to what people say about you. You crumble under the pressure of things going on around you. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 again says, Now, that's a faith term, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, or check this out, things expected. Remember, I told you when we came into this year, if you expect nothing, that's what you get. You get what you Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I was talking in ministry school the other day, and I was saying it's almost oxymoronic to have evidence of something that you can't see. Have you ever had, don't raise your hand, everybody bougie in here today, so don't raise your hand. Have you ever maybe had a field mice in your garage or in your basement or whatever? You never saw the field mouse. You never saw it. All you saw was the little evidence, those little black pellets that it left behind. You start modifying your whole behavior. You never saw the mouse, but you started acting different, didn't you? You kept Your whole behavior was modified. Even though you didn't see the mouse, you saw the evidence. Faith is the substance of things expected or hoped for. Faith as well is the evidence. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the evidence of things that you don't yet see. Romans chapter 10, verse 7. So then faith comes by hearing. This is what we think faith comes by praying. 
Lord, give me more faith. Give me more faith. Give me more. You get more faith by getting more word. Your faith level can never exceed your word level. (laughs) I'll say it again. Your faith level can never exceed your word level. So you have a little bit of word, you'll have a little bit of faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing. Because it's more, you got to hear that thing more than one time. How do, you, how do we learn our ABCs? Sing that song over and over and over and over again. You don't, have you ever been sorting through things or trying to file stuff? Then what do you start doing in your head? You be seeing that ABC with your grown self. Because we need to hear it over and over and over. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We read in in, uh, Luke chapter 8 when we were walking through the scripture and we started off with Jesus was in the boat and then a storm came because how many know anytime you go into the other side, storms of life are going to come. And they start panicking. They started tripping out because they were in the boat with Jesus but they forgot that Jesus was in the boat with them. Are you listening to me? He was in their presence. He said, where is your faith? So my question to you, with only about 30-some days left in this year, where is your faith? Sometimes we have flung it aside or we laid our faith Aside, when we got disappointed, remember we learned about the Roman soldiers? It wasn't that, it was never that their shield got heavy. It was that they got weak. The shield was the same size, it always was the same weight. But they got weak because they quit showing up. They quit practicing, they kept quit going all out. So the problem wasn't with the shield, the problem wasn't with the full armor. The problem was they got lack of days ago and they got lack, so they began to fling it aside. So here we are coming to the end of the year, 35 days left in the year. That's a whole lot of days. God could do a whole bunch in 35 days. Listen, let me prophesy to you. He's going to do something for somebody in three to five days. Oh, hallelujah. All you need to adjust. All you need to do is, woo, I felt that in my shana, my hot time. All you need to do is adjust in your faith. 35 days left in this year. That's a lot of time. 365 days in next year. That's a lot of time, plenty of time. Are you listening to me? You've been waiting on God. But that's just it. You've been waiting on God. So today I want to encourage you to get up and get moving because now I see now I see the problem wasn't with God (laughs) he's the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't even dwell in time so what does 35 days mean to God not a thing He's already at tomorrow. He's already at next week. He's already at next month. He's already at. So what does time have to do with anything? While you're waiting on God, getting frustrated with God, check yourself. Where is your faith? So there's no failure in God. The scripture says there's no shadow of turning in him. 
well, where's the problem? Or can I go to my old zip code for just a moment? Well, what the problem is? <laughs> the problem is me. So now I see. Let me qualify where I'm going. Mark chapter 10. I'm going to read this scripture, then I'm going to give you some reminders, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to walk through this scripture. I might not have time to do it all today, but you're going to have to come back on Thursday, because when I'm going to walk you through this, you're going you're gonna to have an aha moment, and you're going to say, ah, now I see. You're going to say, ah, now, mm, now, now, now I see. Now I see. Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. I've been really, really jamming in this book of Mark because remember I was telling you when I was reading it, I think it was Mark chapter 5 when we were reading about um, the, the uh, madman of Gadara and we read about Jairus and the issue woman, the, the little girl that had been deceased. The little girl was, that, that situation was a dead situation. And I kept reading down and as I was reading down in that chapter, I kept seeing immediately and immediately and immediately and immediately. I'm like, how many times is Mark going to say immediately? So I got intrigued with that and I found out that immediately is in the book of Mark 41 times. 41 times. It's only in the, it's only in the whole New Testament like 52 times or something like that. So 80% of the time that the word immediately is in the whole New Testament, 80% of it is in Mark. So I was like, ooh, I like Mark's perspective. Let me look at Mark's perspective so I can say, ah, now I see. Let me, let me read it. <clears throat> 46. <clears throat> then they came to Jericho. I, that's a whole other lesson right there. Remember we just talked about Jericho? That's so intriguing to me. It's so much juicy good, goodness in this. But we're going to stay on task today because they got my clock going. And they sped it up. So and there's no way in the world that clock could be going that fast. Then they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho, talking about Jesus, with his disciples and a large crowd. Somebody say crowd. A blind beggar. Now, this is how the Bible says it. A better way to say it to, in today's vernacular might be visually impaired or something like that. But for the, for the sake of our lesson, I'm not trying to say a derogatory term. I'm just using the Bible terminology, okay? There was a blind beggar, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and he was sitting beside the road. He was sitting there. He was sitting, sitting, sitting beside the road, as was his custom. I'm reading from the Amplified. When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, because you got to understand, he didn't, all of them demons left out of that man. The man lived in the tombs. He had cut himself. Everybody was scared of him. The, wild, the wildest beast tamers couldn't tame that man. And the news spread abroad quick. Did y'all hear that Jesus cast all them demons out of that man? And that man was clothed in his right mind with clothes on. That news spread abroad. Did you hear about J. Iris' daughter? That girl was deceased. Now she's walking around, jumping, skipping, playing hopscotch with all the other kids. The news about Jesus had spread abroad. Are you listening to me? When Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, because it was time for the Passover. Jesus was leaving Jericho. He was going to Jerusalem. Guess where Jesus was? He was on his way to the cross. That was his last time going to Jericho. He was on his way to the cross. He wasn't going back there anymore. It was the Passover time. It was the, the great 
feet. So all the people were in town. This was a, 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 a great time for beggars. Well, all of these tourists in, in town, this was an optimal time for begging. But when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and say, Jesus, son of David. In other words, that's a messianic title. That was demonstrating, Jesus, I know who you are. I believe you're the Messiah. I believe you're the one that we've been waiting on for a long, long time. The one with healing in his wings. The one that can heal, set free, and deliver. I know who you are, Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. 48 says, many sternly rebuked him. We're talking about the crowd. Remember we talked about the crowd? Many sternly rebuked him, telling him to keep still and be quiet. But he kept on shouting all the more, son of David, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, telling him, take courage. Isn't that how people are? Y'all were the main ones. Sit up. Sit on and shut up, Bartimaeus. Then when Jesus got on up, come on, sir. Come on. Come on. It's your day. That whole tune changed. Man, don't you? I don't like when people be like that. Anyway, let me, let me stay with the text. Let me stay with the text. It says, Jesus said, call him. So they called the blind man, telling him, take courage. Get up. He's calling you. Verse 50, I love it. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, which is Arabic, meaning my master. I know you all, they teacher, and you all, the this, and, and all, they, the disciples, like, you my master, I know who you are, and I'm, I'm making a public proclamation to everybody around who you are to me. Let me regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith and confident trust in my power has made you well. Here go Mark again. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus on the road. Now let me walk back a little bit. Faith releases suddenlies and immediatelys of God. Didn't we come into the year talking about that? Faith releases the suddenlies and the immediatelys of God. You have to expect suddenlies. You've got to expect immediatelys. You've got to expect better. You've got to expect greater. You've got to expect to be astonished. Now, we're talking about blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. And the backdrop of the story was that he was blind. He did not have sight. Not having sight has reference to not being able to see, but also being destitute of intellectual sight, not having an understanding when I can't understand. Maybe you've been in a situation throughout this 2022 where I just can't understand. I just can't understand why this happened. I just can't understand why this happened to me. I just can't understand why I haven't gotten chosen. I can't understand why I didn't get the new car. I can't understand because your understanding has been clouded. Have you been, ever been in those situations where you can't understand? You just can't get no understanding about the situation? 
Remember, when we're in those dark situations, if we don't know what to do in those dark situations, we cease, we succumb, and we crumble under the pressure. I always say, when in dark situations, how do you find Christ? You look for him. But I'm going to add to that today. In dark situations, when you can't see him, listen for him. Am I making face to anybody? Blind people or people that are, are visually that are visually impaired, they have compensatory uh, abilities uh, such as special awareness. I remember Gabby and I, we were in Lansing one time and we saw Stevie Wonder. So everybody knows that Stevie Wonder has not been able, I don't know how long he has been uh, uh, um, uh, visually impaired. So Stevie, Gabby went to reach to grab Stevie Wonder's hand and shake his hand. She was a little young girl at the time, and one of his bodyguards kind of was pushing back at her. And Stevie Wonder swung around on the man and said, bring her over here. And we were like, how, how did he know? Because the man never said, they have that special awareness. He can feel somebody was reaching to him. There's a special awareness that he, you have when you're blind or listen to me when you're in a dark situation and you can't see nothing. You can't see where your help is coming from and you can't say, see no way out. You have some special awareness given from God. When you're blind, your other senses are heightened and your memory is enhanced and especially your hearing is intensified. Maybe you've been like me at night. Have you, are you like me at night? You hear stuff that you don't hear during the day. <laughs> at night I hear, I hear good than a bug at night. I ain't heard a thing during the day. Eyes wide open, can't hear nothing. There's a, a train several miles from my house. During the day, I ain't heard the train once. At night, I hear the train. During the day, eyes wide open at home, doing all the stuff that I do at home. I have an ice maker. Never hear the ice drop. At night, I hear that ice drop, and I'm like, what is it? Your, your ears are heightened in the dark because you can't see, but you can hear. I'm trying to make faith to somebody. When you can't see, that is the time that you listen so you can see. When there's a problem with your vision, listen. When you need a change in your position, listen. When you need to make a decision, listen. Before you make another collision, listen. When you're tired of your same condition, Listen, and when you need money for your tuition, you better listen. 
We came into 2022, and I talked about the blueprint was a mathematical equation. I said, number one, you got to decide what you want. Plus, you got to find scriptures to support it. Plus, you got to find out what is God's will, what's God's purpose for. Plus, you got to partner with God through prayer. You got to partner with God through prayer. A prayer is, Lord, help. When you need help, you cry out in prayer, help. Plus, you got to passionately pursue his presence. Plus, you got to stay in the process. When it looks like nothing is happening, you got to stay in the process because faith does not require any sense realm evidence at all. Don't give out and don't give in and get quit out of you. Plus, you got to acknowledge every ounce of progress that you've made. That's when you encourage yourself. I told you that a farmer doesn't pass out and faint when he sees a blade. Oh, my God, ain't nothing but a blade. No, he gets encouraged when he sees the blade. It ain't nothing but a blade. He's expecting the full corn in the ear, but he gets his joy when he sees the blade. Are you listening to me? He gets pumped up when he sees the blade. He doesn't get discouraged at the sight of the blade. He gets encouraged. All of that equals manifestation. I taught you this beginning of the year. Bessie went over it too. So, you know, that's a confirmation. All of that equals manifestation. The unmistakable, clear-cut, conspicuous, crystal clear realization and completion of your prophetic vision or your blueprint. Remember, this is the year that I told you you get what you expect. You get your immediate lease, your sudden lease, your better, your greater, and you're going to be astonished. But I told you that this was going to require what? Unrestrained boldness. Then I gave you this scripture, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Who do you think you are? Isn't that how they treated Bartimaeus? He was a beggar. So they were like, who do you think you are? Shut up. Sit down and shut up with your blind self. You don't have a right to call Jesus. Because they assumed that if he was blind, if something was wrong and things had manifested for him as quickly as they had manifested for them, something had to be wrong. But all oh, were they wrong about that situation, weren't they? Come on, who you think you are? He showed them, I am, because the scripture said every time they told him to shut up, he got louder. This is what I want to say to you, and I'm just going to borrow a few moments. It's 12 o'clock. Let me borrow five minutes. I'm going to let you out of here. I told you I was going to get you all out by 12. This is what I want to tell you. Woo. It's so good. This is what I want to tell you. I'm going to go right here. I want to, I want to go someplace. I'm going right here and let you out here. In the scripture... When Brian Bartimaeus, he's a beggar, he's got his beggar garment on, he's got his beggar clothes on, he's sitting on the side of the road, his situation is hopeless, right? So the crowd that you think should be encouraging him, they see his situation, he's crying out to the one that can help him because clearly ain't none of them helping him. Clearly none of them is helping him because they're telling him to sit down and shut up and be quiet. So as I was thinking about this scripture, I was like, what makes up the crowd? Who is the crowd? What is this crowd? What, what constitutes the crowd? When I was thinking about it, I was thinking, whoever you give your attention to 
whether it's the crowd or whether it's Christ, that's the direction that you go. Some of us follow the crowd. Then that's all we get. Somebody just going to put us down, dog us out, think that we're going to make us feel smaller than we already feel. Or are we going to follow Christ? The Passion, the passion Translation says that when Bartimaeus was crying out to, to Christ, that the crowd got indignant. How are you going to get indignant with me and I'm trying to get help from Jesus Christ? Isn't that ridiculous to people? So I said, Father, show me, help me so that I can, now I can see, help me to see who is in the crowd. Listen to me, in the, in the state where things are not as clear, in a state where things may be blurry, in a state where things may be dark, in a state where things may not be as conspicuous, help me to see who is in the crowd. This is what God told me. The crowd can be petty people because that's what they were, weren't they? They were thronging and they was pushing up to Jesus because they came to get something from him too. And they're going to tell him to sit down and be quiet. Petty people. The crowd can also be pounding pressure. Have you ever had pounding pressure on your life? And the pressure on your life, get a voice. To tell you, shut up. Shut up, don't even worry about it. Don't, don't mess with it. Don't. Y'all ain't never had pressure that had a voice that would talk to you and told you to give up and give in and throw in the towel. Pounding pressure has a voice. The crowd can also be postponement and procrastination. You might as well wait. You know you're tired. You don't feel like it. Just put it up and do it again tomorrow. Procrastination robs you of God's best. Procrastination is a God robber. I told you before that postponement and procrastination is of the devil because when you try to postpone your praise, that's a praise that will never happen. You don't postpone your praise. That's a praise that ain't going to ever happen because faith is always now. Also, the crowd, remember the crowd was doing all the talking, trying to keep him sitting on the side of the road. He's try, he finally made up his, in his mind. I suffered long enough. He made up in his mind. I suffered long enough. I don't want to be in this condition any longer. The one that can help me is here. Let me cry out to him. I got to cry out with a loud voice because a whole bunch of people are thronging up against him. He's passing through Jericho, which means this might be my last chance. So who is this crowd? Listen, the crowd can be, y'all better hear me right here, your previous patterns. Those previous patterns that are hollering back at you. Telling you, now you know what you did. You know how you are. You know that stuff. You knew this, you knew that, and the other. None of us bigger than the blood of Jesus. None of us stronger than the blood of Jesus. None of this bigger or stronger than the forgiveness power of Jesus. I'm making up words up in here, but y'all understand what I'm saying. And then finally, the crowd can be, listen to me right here, your personal perception. 
Sometimes it ain't really the enemy. <laughs> it's the enemy. It's your personal perception. You start overthinking and you start over analyzing and, and, and you get in your own thoughts and you get in your own head and you start talking yourself out of your own faith and, and you start getting in your own emotions. You start getting in your own way. But I've been wearing these beggar clothes long enough. I've been in this situation long enough. Even though I'm blind, things are not as clear as they could be. Now, I see. Would you come back on Thursday and let me walk you through this story? Because I'm telling you, when I walk you through this story right here, you're going to see this story in a way that you've never seen it before. And you're going to get an aha moment about why we're all the way with 35 days out. But come back. And I believe, I, listen to me, I believe that somebody's going to get a manifestation in three to five days. Three to five days upon a revelation of the word of God. Now in the process, let me remind you, don't forget to barack him. Don't forget to be thankful. So full of thanks. Not that fleeting thanks, but full of thanks. Understanding who he is and who he is to you so that you can now see. Every head bow, every eye closed in prayer. No one... I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church, we're a family.